0: Minus 3 is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus 3 with Dave Damaschek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus 3 presented as ever. Bye, Omaha. We're getting you right for the NFL draft today. We also have some best bets coming at you. Me and Eddie Spaghetti will tell you what's going to go down in the NHL and the NBA playoffs upcoming. Spaghetti back in his perch behind the glass after going to see... Connor McDavid and company survive a tough one against the LA Kings. In just a second, here, we're going to be talking with our old pal, Lance Zerline. You know him from the NFL draft coverage and down in Houston, 97.5 on ESPN. We'll, uh, he's one of the best there is. And one of our favorite drills is it's a great thought experiment. And we're going to do it with him once again. If every NFL team had the first overall pick, Who would they take? It's illuminating about who the real high-end talent is and what the needs of the 32 NFL teams are going to be. Meantime, before we jump to that, real quick, Eddie Spaghetti, good times over there at Staples Center or the Crypt or whatever the hell they
1: call it? Yeah, I have to say they did a great job over there downtown L.A. L.A. Live, great uh, place to hang out there. Uh, obviously, the Kings fans, the diehards, are all out there, but a ton of uh, Oilers fans as well. The building was pretty rocking, obviously, until the uh, the final it was, result, uh, which I have to atmosphere. say, good atmosphere. It, during the game, good atmosphere, overtime, very, very quiet. Everyone was, you know, white knuckling their seats. Um, and I, you know, I guess credit to the L.A. Kings fans for not being overly uh, angry with that loss because I was telling the, you know, meatballs, the other guys, our pal Ken Brown, the other guys we were with like, I would have been a violent human if the Rangers lost the game like that after really, really, winning three uh, nothing up four three with three minutes left and then to to just walk out going, OK, that's it. We lost. Move on to the next one. I would have been smashing things. So uh, I guess kudos to them.
0: Good sports fan bucket list thing, and I'm glad you crossed that one off, which is getting to see McJesus at least once. And uh, he is going to go down as one of the five best players in the history of people, so it's worth it to go out for that. Um, some really compelling stuff going down in the NBA, like I say. We're going to give you some best plays there coming off of the emerging rivalry in Northern California, the Sacramento Kings. The Golden State Warriors will give you a pick there. And uh clear up. Ooh, Eddie Spaghetti's very nervous. His rags are playing the devs. The devs won one. That's now a series. We'll tell you what's gonna go down there, plus leafs and lightning and everything else. But right now, the aforementioned Lance Zerline with some NFL draft talk. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let
2: me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But ah, before you answer two words caesar's rewards those are the two words every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only caesar's can offer i'm talking about hotel stays vip experiences sports and concert tickets even more than just that it's not only an app it's an empire 21 plus must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana maryland massachusetts michigan nevada new jersey new york ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming or washington dc sports betting is void in georgia hawaii utah and other other states where prohibited know when to stop before you start gambling problem illinois maryland new jersey ohio tennessee virginia west virginia pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or maryland visit md or west virginia visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP colorado dc nevada wyoming kansas affiliated with kansas crossing casino call 1-800-522-4700 indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT-I Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Let's get into it, shall we? Let's really dig in in the final days, hours, minutes before that first name is called out in Kansas City, Missouri, with one of the very best in the business and one of our favorites in the business as well, You watch him all over the NFL. You listen to him on the radio in Houston, Texas. Now listen and watch him, if you please, here on Minus 3. It's our pal Lance Zerline. What's happening, man? How's it going, Dave? Miss you,
4: man. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk.
0: Okay, listen. We're going to make it all right right now. And uh, you are coming to us from Houston, Texas. You have an Astros flag perched over your shoulder there. We look forward to the 2023 fall classic Houston Astros Pittsburgh Pirates a collision course inevitable now with uh, with the buccos red hot um but we bring you in to talk some draft y'all said here you feel like a is it like an accountant are you feeling like oh tax season me. yeah just get me through tax season and then I can let my hair down
4: yeah Sorry. very much so now very much so today i've got i did my own 3 hour radio show i've got this i've got jason mcintyre's podcast a radio show in Carolina. Uh, the guy comes to pressure us. The entire house at 1:15. I've got NFL Now TV at uh, well. I don't know. I got to see my time actually. I think 12:15 is my first hit. Then I've got um, Path to the Draft tonight. So and then I do a podcast. We're going to look at Will Levis and um, I think CJ Stroud tonight at 8:30 p.m. I'll be doing a a video series. So. I'll be going from seven a.m to 10 p.m easily tonight tonight today you
0: it's know it well, good for you. I get I mean that's that, that's a good problem to have is to be talking sure. about football and uh you know not picking up any giant bales of hay or anything like that. but mm-hmm. still uh good for you taking on all that stuff. and it's fun to me, you know, you're kind of like one of these student athlete QBs right now going through the grinder and meeting with this team and that. Um, and trying to balance your schedule out. And Will Levis, it's it's funny to me that Malik Willis, I don't think I've ever seen, correct me if I'm wrong or, or point out who I'm missing here, it is, is Malik Willis the all-time smokescreen? I mean, that guy was, there were people talking about him as a top five pick. I mean, you know, 52 weeks ago, serious people talking about like Malik Willis is the best in the class. And should be a top five pick and all that. And I mean, he didn't go in the first round. He didn't go in the second round. That was wild. Is Will Levis that guy or is he a top 10 pick or is he being used uh, mm-hmm. as a, as a shiny key to distract people? Well, well, you
4: know, so really last year in the draft, I had a late first to early second grade on Willis and Pickett, Um, And really my grades are based on pretty positive on the high end of the projection. Typically. Um, Malik had bad tape. He had good traits. He had good, uh, you know, he had ability, good athlete, well-built. He had traits, but um, the tape wasn't very good and he was at liberty. And when he played against Ole Miss, he looked awful against, you know, the toughest competition he faced. Um, Kenny Pickett had a much, much better year. But, you know, really last year was, okay. Pittsburgh is the pick for quarterback. Who's it going to be? Willis. Or Pickett. That's what all the mock drafts were. And I would vacillate between Pickett and Willis. And I ended up sticking with Willis there. Then, you know, we heard before the draft, could Willis go two to Detroit? Is Willis going five? Is Willis this and that? And it never made sense to me because, frankly, the tape was not even like tape was not even first round tape. But, you know, you project quarterbacks are going to get pushed up. You know, that's the discussion, right? But the media and Twitter just had this thing for Malik Willis. And so they pushed him, pushed him. So the public perception of Malik Willis was well beyond what the NFL realization was for Willis. They watched tape, the public listened to watch Twitter and heard the, the media. And I feel like some of that's going on with Anthony Richardson this year. Um, because I think he's gonna be the fourth quarterback taken. I think it's gonna be Levis is going to be either two or three, hmm. and then Stroud is gonna be two or three, and then um after that, it's going to be Richardson, who I think falls out of the top 10 and may fall into the teens or the 20s. I don't th- think he'll fall out of the first round. But the media gets you so excited, uh, and Twitter gets you so excited based on mixtapes, right? What's the best – I can? it's the same five plays for Anthony Richardson that everyone points to, and they're really, really impressive. And it shows an ability to be potentially really good. And I've got him higher than Levis. But, um, but I also recognize he's got a long way to go. Like, he's going to need – a process and he's going to need you to be patient with him. Will Levis to me may require less patience, but I think he's more erratic. Like I, I the, the trip to the top could be really bumpy uh, for him, even with a, a slower pathway. You know, the two guys, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are the two that you kind of know what you see is what you get with those two guys. So the other ones, yeah, have physical abilities that are better than the top two, but the top two actually have game tape and performances at a higher level
0: than Levis or Richardson. So, you know, it's, it's, I think. Is it kind of a thing though? Is it, is it a thing where ultimately, you know, cause Malik Willis feels like um, it's almost like Scott Mitchell or Matt Flynn way back when, when you, when you don't have a ton of evidence actually on tape of a guy Right. That, you, that your that your imagination then fills it all in. of what it's, a me, yeah, it's a media
4: creation. Yeah, right? you're right. And Anthony Richardson. And so so there's certain times you got to project. Right. Malik Willis was a media creation, clearly, because he went in the third round. I don't know that Anthony Richardson's necessarily a media creation. I think that the Utah game was really, really good. It was first game of the year. And there's more flashes. Uh, for Anthony Richardson. So I don't think Richardson is necessarily a media creation. I think the talk about him going one, two, or three probably is. And Levis is just, okay, 2021, he was better. He's got a background on a pro-style offense. He's physically looks great and has this unbelievable zip on the ball and and probably is going to be better on the the whiteboard in terms of breaking down a pro-style offense. But his tape was terrible in 2022. Now, he did play through three different injuries, uh, which may have affected him. He did not have a good offensive line, but um, I think this is a new, relatively new thing, Dave. Where we have media creation, where it's not just Twitter, but it's it's the ESPN shows. It's everyone who wants to find the popular prospect and ride on that popular prospect because the dopamine of the likes and the positive comments come in, and then we get and we don't get a true sense. Of the pluses and minuses of every player. Similarly, you know, Will Levis was killed all along the process. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Will Levis personally. I I went a lot off of his 2022 tape and some off of his 2021, but Levis was uh, unusually persecuted for just being, you know, this horrific, you know, blight on humanity as a quarterback. And I'm like, this is a little strange because to me, Richardson and Levis are in the same class, and now we're starting to see. Levis get pushed up, and I think Levis is going to go inside the top seven picks and could go as high as two, I don't think, with the Texans. I do think he could go to the Colts at four, but I think Levis will go ahead of Richardson, Um, and that's based on, boy, let's hope and pray, you know, he's got certain elements that we really, really like, because you can't go find it on tape. You can find a flash here or there, but you can't find anything sustained on tape.
0: I, it, boy, it's so interesting really. Cause it, it, you know, we talked with Greg McElroy a week ago here on the show and talking to it really is ultimately about that. It's not the final thing, but the part that the, the general public certainly can't divine by people in your position. And then the, the personnel guys around the league who are sitting down with these kids, it really is what's between their ears and their commitment to it. And, how bright they are. And, and I personalities,
4: guess personalities, you know, are you, the intangibles matter a lot, you know, and I think this cognition test that's been talked about, that's been a secret sauce of some NFL teams and they're not happy. It's gotten out because now they, you know, they're, they're worried that quarterbacks aren't going to take the test anymore.
0: Um, I think Josh it Allen plays really, is politically incorrect. Right. I mean, that's what it kind of, it seems, yeah, but it's, it's not, a
4: this, this is but it's not a, but it's not an intelligence test. It's just how quickly do you process like a, like a hitter. They work with baseball teams. How quickly can you pick up a curveball? You know, it's just some people can do it and some people can't. But yeah, you're right. People are trying to look like look at it like it's politically incorrect. And yet, you know, the highest score this year was Bryce Young at, with 98 percentile based on what Bob McGinn had. Um, Pat Mahomes has scored really high. It's just, it's how quickly do you process things, which is just some people process quicker than others. It's their test is nine tests. It breaks down into three groups. One of them is, How quickly do you see things? One is, from what I understand, the transition from seeing it to reaction and response. And then the third one is about um, impulse control. And so, impulse control is a big one in baseball for them to study hitters who have to deal with sliders away, right? Mm -hmm. You got guys who chase, chase, chase. Can that be fixed? Well, baseball people believe that that was a visual thing. And what they found. Uh, from doing tests with baseball people, according to one of the co-creators of S2, is that half of them were visual, but half of them had impulse control issues, and so they try to work and see if they can train the impulse control of the hitter so that he can have better plate discipline. That makes total sense to me. You know, having I played Madden before, uh, and having the new the way Madden is now, I played the old school version where you've got to read defense. I don't do that well. Like that's not my I don't process the moving bodies as quickly. I don't think it has anything to do with intelligence. It's how quickly your mind sees, shapes, move, and how quickly your spatial relationship can work with that. Now, I was really good at it in basketball. I was a really good passer, but there was moving bodies, but there was just one man and one spot, and I could kind of figure out the pass that I had to get into a certain spot. If you're quarterbacks, you're going from this to this to this to this to this, it's a lot tougher, and some guys do it well, and some guys don't. But I don't think it has anything to do. It's not racially biased. It's not um, intelligence bias. It's it's a neurocognitive mechanism in testing that I think is really terrific.
0: Um, and that's and what Tom Brady does. That's what like why is Tom Brady good when, with the physical traits he doesn't have those. He match wins up with, with his the boss. It's, right. it's that right. That's, Joe Burrow
4: too. Joe Burrow, you could see it on tape. Uh, Josh Allen had a really high score. Now, that makes sense. Now, Josh Allen's that outlier that everyone wants, you know, Malik Willis and Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Everyone wants them to be, you know, the guys who aren't super accurate. Well, Josh Allen, Josh Allen did it. Then you find out Josh Allen had this really high S2 score for pro- for cognitive processing. Then you go get him better wide receivers. And then I don't know. I mean, I just think some of it was he, he throws with better timing now. Some of it is he can extend plays longer and find better receivers. And some of it is maybe he just improved a little bit from an accuracy standpoint, but guys who are generally inaccurate and they're not going to be good processors, that's going to be, you're probably not going to be good. Now, CJ Stroud apparently didn't test well on it, but he's really accurate. I mean, he is a very Mm. accurate quarterback. Levis tested really well, not an accurate quarterback. So, you know, it's not a be all end all the cognition testing. And, and it's a very inexact science finding a good quarterback, Dave, as you know, from just watching it over the years and Brock Purdy sucked on tape for the last two years. And he comes in and looks really good last year. Looked way better than he looked on tape, you know?
0: Right. But know. that's but that's what I that's what I say about the NFL. And then we get into our annual uh treat for for Damashek and, and for the listener here. We dip yeah. into Lance Erline's um who would every team take um if they had the first overall pick. But isn't that more a product of Kyle Shanahan being the drawn butter? of pro football. You I can think, dip yeah. lobster or bread or a french fry or anything into what he's got going on and it's going to taste pretty good. Brock Purdy like you know, he is indicative. I also like to think of like there are some foods that wouldn't taste good if you dipped them in drawn butter like an olive. Like an okay, olive wouldn't taste about, good. Well, is it, do- who's the olive? Is Sam Darnold going to prove to be the olive that can't work in the drawn butter? Like how low can Kyle Shanahan go before it's like okay they went too far here. Well, we haven't seen
4: it so far, so maybe that's. I mean, and it's all relative, right? Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a certain level we're talking about. I watched him call plays for Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub had the best career, that's right. best season of his career. Matt Ryan won an MVP with him. Uh, RG three won Rookie of the Year. Like <laughs> it's it's a. You're right. Now I would say now I wouldn't say drawn butter. Um, I would say uh, queso like cheese dip. You OK, know, but queso and Mexican, isn't Tex- always Mex- good,
0: though. Queso itself can be screwed up, right? There well, are different but a, a, iterations. A homemade
4: queso, like from the state of Texas, for example, we're going to have good queso pretty much around the corner all over the place. You put mm-hmm. french fries in that. You put meat into that. You put you can put pretty much anything just like the drawn butter. You can do the same thing. So it's just a matter of semantics. I would say queso. You'd say drawn butter. That's
0: fine. Don't want to get I don't want to get, get sidetracked here. We got important work to do, but queso, yeah. I like it when it's not see my in my brain, queso, my experience had always been that it was like nacho cheese, but fancy. Like, you know, what you get at the ball game, your nachos. Yeah, no, no, you're not, yeah. That. You got a bad right. Hey, that, you're I talking about gooey, country. like block like in tech, like it queso is like thick, you know. It's thick, it's gooey, but it's but it's a block of good-tasted cheese, right?
4: Yeah, and it can be multiple cheeses. Like, look, I would never talk about Pramani Brothers being – like, if I just walked away from Pramani Brothers when I went to Heinz Stadium in 2008 mm. and I had it and it, the fries were cold, you know, it was just assembly line, Pramani Brothers at oh, the no. stadium, I came away like, what's the big deal about that? And then we went to Pramani Brothers' restaurant. I'm like, okay. Well, this now is you see there's it. some love in this, right? So you have to make sure that it's you keep it in context. Like you have to make sure that you have it, you know, where it's where it's supposed to be had.
0: You know That's what, Eddie Spaghetti producer, let's in the off season, and you know this is the prime time for for Lance. But like maybe in in June, July, I, maybe it's time we update. I've I've provided the food stuff of every NFL town. Um, um and rank them 1 through 32. Yeah. Um you know, Houston, I'm trying to even think. I think I gave Dallas queso and I gave you guys beef ribs, perhaps. Yeah, that's fair. I think yeah, that's, that's how fair. we had it, but the the worst is 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 obviously the the thing they pretend is chili up Skyline in Cincinnati. Skyline chili, yeah,
4: it's obviously the worst. It's universally known as the worst.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a kind spaghetti of with soup a thing, right? That they yeah. put on noodles. Very strange. Very shameless. You them. put some
4: cheese on it. Congratulations. Yeah. And then, you get, and then you chase it with Grater's ice cream, and they tell you. And once you've gone to the Montgomery Inn and had some ribs, they tell you, "Okay, that's it. That's all we have got. That's Cincinnati."
0: Well, listen, they've drafted well recently and they're feeling it there in the Queen city. I get hit up on social media by them. Talk. I mean, what kind of world are we living in that I have to hear stuff from bungles fans? Where, where are we in our society? that They're giving me the business.
4: Now I'm giving bingles, I'm giving Cincinnati, you know, the once over, but if I go on a Cincinnati podcast and we're like Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and they got this thing where you ride up a hill on a gondola, it's supposed to be a big deal And then they got this, and I'll take, you know, I know my audience, so I'm going to hammer this.
0: As I've often said, Cincinnati, poor man's Pittsburgh. You know, they have the one river. We have three. They're hilly and everything. They have okay sports. Yeah, Yeah. that feels fair. All right, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, We do this pretty much every year. I think we've done it three times, four times maybe over the last half decade or so. We go through. It's a fun thought experiment. We divine who the best actual prospects are by us by Lance telling us if every team had the first overall pick who they would take in that slot let's do it let's go lightning round number one it is at the top of the bill we know it's going to be Bryce Young right to the Carolina. Bryce Young.
4: Bryce Young. Okay
0: there we go no questions there now high leverage spot right out of the gate it is the Houston Texans you're in Houston what would they do and what will they do?
4: Bryce Young, and it wouldn't take one second to make that call. What they will do is they'll draft Tyree Wilson.
0: Whoa! So they're not going to take a QB. So for all of time, and I don't want to get bogged down as we're we're just jumping into it here. But so really, Lovey Smith, the bottom line is really did with that last drive of 2022, really did alter the fate of the franchise and pro football as we're going to know it for the next decade because he, he... did that, and did he do that out of spite, ultimately? It's
4: butterfly effect, eh? Right? It's the butterfly no, it's like effect, that, right? right? That's what we see, and so it could ultimately change the history for Houston in a positive or negative way. But, yes, did he do it out of spite? No, he just wanted to win. I mean, he just wanted to win. Did it taste better? Did it feel better? I mean, look, I'm the son of a coach. I've had, you know, when my dad had to leave University of Houston when they changed all coaching staff— was he cheering for them or against them in the ball game two or three years later against them? That's how okay. it works. That's how it works. So, yeah, um, I think uh, I think it could ultimately – Lovey is probably cheering against the Texans, even though they're still paying him his contract. And uh, it probably felt better. He wants to win. Every player wants to win. Supposedly, the locker room was very happy after the win, the players, everything. But, uh, yeah, I think it fundamentally will change
0: the Texans, either for good or bad. We'll see. So they're so okay. Houston Texans really not. I'm going defensive QB.
4: player, and I think if if they had their pick, it would be Bryce Young. Who are they gonna take? I'll take. I'll take it. I'll take uh, Tyree Wilson. It was on my last mock. I'll stick with.
0: All right, I'm a, a, and obviously track down uh, Lance's mocks. They're they're all really compelling stuff at uh, NFL.com and uh, on social media as well. Okay, I'm already losing the the thread of of uh, this thought experiment here. I'm t- I'm getting into actual nitty gritty with these teams. Okay, we can come back around to the Texans, Arizona number three if they had the first overall pick. I'm gonna go uh, Jalen Carter. Now he can't, it can't be Jalen, but I'm going to go to a
4: world where Jalen doesn't have all this stuff hanging over. him. I think that's, I think it makes the experiment better. Let's talk about the football player. Let's leave out the other stuff. Cause if I have to assume the other stuff, then we're going to go with
0: Will Anderson. Hmm. Okay. I, you tell me,
4: do you want Jalen with all his, you tell me how this works. Do I go with Jalen as is, do we play it where it lies or do we, do we give Jalen a mulligan and, do we start? Are we doing this exercise? You know, right after the national championship.
0: I mean, I, listen, I'm not being glib about uh, you know the car stuff and and right. everything else for obvious reasons. But this new late push that I don't know if Jalen Carter likes playing football is a weird. You know, if I were drafting him, that would be a, a major concern for me. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Obviously. I don't know if that's a concern. But when I watch him play, he is he is the dominator of this whole draft. It seems to me mm-hmm. from. From uh my less trained eye than yours, I would uh, to me the surefire guy would be Jalen Carter. But like I say, the last fortnight is now all of a sudden like I don't know if Jalen Carter likes playing football because he let himself go after the off-the-field stuff. Okay, Indianapolis Colts. Um
4: that's a hard one. Um, let's go with well, they have to have a quarterback. So I'd go, I'd go. I go Bryce Young.
0: Okay, and doesn't you know, fit the
4: doesn't fit the mold. But you know, the one I wanted to say was actually Will Anderson because I know Chris Ballard loves finding pass rushers, and I would say Will Anderson might be might be the guy if he didn't if he wasn't forced into taking a quarterback.
0: Well, what they should do, as I've said repeatedly, if all things were equal, which they are not, what they should do is go trade for Lamar Jackson.
4: That's I'm with you. I'm with you. And why do it now when you have to give up your fourth pick? Why not? Why not try to to convince Lamar to come to you, sign the the tender, and then see if you can get Baltimore to bail on whatever the tender is? And I'm not 100% sure that doesn't happen. Like, let's see what happens because what if the Colts pass on quarterback and everyone's like, then that to me would tell me that now Lamar Jackson would have all the leverage against the Colts. Um, But still, I think that's a possibility.
0: Is there a possibility that the Colts, let's say, take, but I think there are a couple other teams that might do this too. Is it possible that the Colts at four take a QB and then the Baltimore Ravens assess whether or not they like that QB or, or pre-baked before oh, the trade? draft? Like if you get this guy in the, then we will trade Lamar Jackson to you for that guy.
4: No, cause here's the problem. You have to trade. So it's the draft slots. All right. So only if you sign that player, that player signs his contract and then you trade him. You can't trade him as a draft pick because the Indianapolis Colts, so basically the Ravens would not have that draft slotting. When you trade when you trade draft picks, your um if you if you trade a player after he's been picked, you have that draft slot um to sign that that player or your old draft slot. So it actually would create it's hard to explain, but it would create too much problems. You have to basically be very close, just like so when Eli Manning got traded for um, Eli got traded for Philip Rivers, the Giants actually had pick number one money to to sign. Oh um, right, yeah, to sign or no? The Chargers had pick number one money to sign to sign uh, Philip Rivers. The Giants had pick number four money to sign Eli Manning. So they had to get a little bit creative. Eli had to understand, okay. You're not going to have pick number one money now. Even though you were the first pick, we have slotted number four money. And so that's what would happen to the Colts. The Colts would have number four money, but the Ravens would not have pick money basically to sign a number four pick. So
0: it'd be almost impossible. Hmm. Fascinating. Okay. Seattle. Will Anderson. Detroit Lions. Jalen Carter. Okay, I agree with that. Yes, I think I've shifted in my brain. They should not be trying to move on from Jared Goff. They should be leaning into 2023 and building up that roster as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, The Raiders. C.J. Stroud. Hmm. The Falcons. That's a good exercise. Tyree Wilson. Hmm, boy, oh boy, I am surprised by that answer. Okay, the Chicago Bears. Darnell Wright. We've got our
4: quarterback. No, yeah, no, that no. makes we sense. Go. No, we got to go defensive line. But hey, boy, they need tackle so bad. Um, no, they need help up the middle. We're going Jalen Carter.
0: We're going we go Jalen Carter. That seems like a good fit there. The yeah. the Eagles. Bijan Robinson. Yes. And I want to come back to him, but okay, we'll continue. That now. was not gonna be the
4: pick, but I'm gonna say that could be one of those difference makers to win a Super Bowl.
0: Yes, exactly. You can survive with the
4: other stuff. Bijan could really set you on top. It would never happen, and obviously you need defensive line help. Um, but for the sake of this, you think this it's impossible?
0: I- you think it's it's impossible that the twenty three Eagles, as ready as they are? I mean, obviously, look at what they just did there. You think that they they would not take? I know I don't think it's. I don't think I mean, it's going to be there. It would seem right. I don't think it's impossible.
4: It's just it's a light defensive tackle draft. And they really need defensive tackle. I think what you could see them is take their second pick in the first round. Shoo, come flying up for Bijan. Okay. Titans. Uh, Titans is Bryce Young.
0: Texans. Again, let's assume they've already taken their, uh, they, okay. they got Bryce Young in our thought experiment.
4: Okay. Uh, let's say they've already taken... Bryce Young in our thought experiment, then we would go with uh, uh, Tyree Wilson.
0: Jets. They don't want Aaron Rodgers deep down. They don't really want him. They just are now jammed up with the, with the notion of bringing him yeah, in. You're right. You know
4: piece. what? You're right. I'm going to go, man, I'm dying to go like Levis or Richardson there and let them and let, you know, I think Richardson's arm strength would be really interesting in New York If you put everything around him and you try to go the Jalen Hurts method, I think that would be really, really intriguing with the offense they're going to run. But that's you just can't do that at one. I don't like the arm of Bryce Young in New York. C.J. Stroud has got, you know, I'm going to go C.J. Stroud, actually. We know they need quartering. Yeah, you're right. Let's get out of this Aaron Rodgers nonsense and let's, let's go for the next two, three, four, five. Let's go for the next five years. Because they don't really need offense – you know, they don't – I could go offensive line too, but no, quarterback's more valuable and you don't have to do the Aaron Rodgers thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that team's ready to roll in my book. I mean, they yeah. know, they are all set up to take a run at the Bills here. Okay, the Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots um, at 14, Bryce Young. Did they – so – what I'll glean from that is, is that the rumors mm-hmm. out of Foxborough that they don't love Mac Jones or that Belichick doesn't love Mac Jones. You you, you think there's some actual fire there behind that? Yeah, smoke?
4: yeah, I think there's fire there. And I know you could make the same argument about maybe some weather, but it'll get cold. I don't know if it's going to be as windy. Um, and I think the way that that Mac Jones the thing that drew them to Mac Jones in terms of how he processes the game, the thing that drew them to Tom Brady, I think is what Bryce Young has. So that's why I'd say Bryce Young.
0: I think Belichick should be like Olivia Newton-John in the last scene of Grease, where she's a nice girl, a nice girl. That's what she is. Completely. She's, nice. she's nice. And then she starts burning nails and putting on satin pants and, and yeah. all that, like what's going on. Hey, stud, all that kind of stuff. Like Belichick should do that and go get Lamar Jackson.
4: Yeah, I like I love that. I love that. And actually, in my mock draft, in my uh, last mock draft that made everyone so upset when I didn't have C.J. Stroud, too, was um, actually I had Anthony Richardson going 14 Mm -hmm. and where Belichick basically says. And now that would be the hey, stud. That would be that moment because he says, I saw Jalen Hurts do it. And I brought Cam Newton over because I already saw that this this has a chance to work in the NFL. And that didn't work because Cam was older. I'm going to do this with Jalen Hurts. I mean, with uh with Anthony Richardson right now. I think that would be a very interesting one. Now, if you don't do that, he's been known for going with the uh, you know, Tyree Wilson falls into that camp because he's he likes the big long edge rushers. Uh, he loves Alabama guys, so that's Will Anderson in there too. If they need a quarterback, you get the Alabama processing quarterback. Um, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with Bryce Young, the Lamar Jackson thing, I don't know how long Bill Belichick has to coach. And I'm kind of with you. Why not go get that guy? Why, I feel like go, he's too go, satiated,
0: right? He's like, yeah. he's like, I don't, what I, I don't need to impress anybody. I, I, no. I, I, I've done my thing. He is so I, the vibe from him is, is that he, it, I don't get the vibe from the outside looking in that he's like, I need one more chapter of success to complete my glorious run as, as arguably the greatest coach in the history of people. I don't think he's motivated the way I think the way I assumed he would be two years ago as a competitor, like, Oh, Brady went down to Tampa. Well, now I got to stick it to him and get, I don't think that's his mind. I don't get that mindset or else he would be looking to make a big splash here. Green Bay Packers at 15. Uh, Green Bay.
4: Let's go. We'll let Jordan Love ride over there for a little bit. So let's go with, uh, well, this is tricky. Let's get a more rush. We'll go Will Anderson.
0: Okay. That makes some sense there. Beef up that defense that was supposed to dominate last year and did not. The commies or whatever they're going to change their name to under new ownership. Fingers crossed the commies (laughs) in our nation's capital. Shameful.
4: Yeah. I would say, um, I mean, they got to have quarterback I'm going to go C.J. Stroud. Stroud has played with uh, McLaren. Well, actually, no. McLaren was with Justin Fields, but you got Stroud as an accurate quarterback. I think Stroud has the the size that Rivera and that team will like. I'll go C.J.
0: Stroud on that. The Pittsburgh Steelers coming in Steelers. number 17. Dude, who the Steelers going to take? Because they you know, Kenny Pickett, dude. That dude's good, and George Pickens is good. And Deontay. People don't love Deontay Jay, but dude, that dude, he's always open, dude. And that's a good, that's a security blanket, dude. That's good. Just
4: that Robinson. You could use you could use more rush, but really what you need is Jalen Carter up the middle. We're I just think gonna so too. we're just gonna get strong in the D line. We're going steeler football. You do, dominate the front. Dominate the front. We're going Steeler football. We're going Jalen Carter.
0: So they don't desperately need an offensive tackle. I, I'm, I mean, they I need it.
4: one, but I'm you can't you can't pass on best available.
3: You
4: know, I what agree, I mean? like, but I mean, Jalen Carter's so much better than any tackle in this draft. It's not even close on, on on paper. You know, I mean, on tape, on tape, I should say.
0: But do you perceive the Pittsburgh Steelers as having a need that's desperate to replace Dan Moore and Chooks? Or are those guys adequate enough? I think those, I I don't know the individual quality of an offensive lineman, but it seems to me they're a little bit better than what they're given credit for.
4: I would, I would worry about that position later in the draft Mm. in this hypothetical draft. I'm assuming I get another, another round, at least we'll take a tackle there. You don't pass on a Jalen Carter. Still Okay. Game.
0: We'll skip the lines cuz we already gave them their best overall. I yeah. see now I'm getting I'm starting to figure out the nitty-gritty of my own stupid uh idea yeah. here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, new generation, new air, I should say. Yeah, Bryce Young. Okay. Seattle, so we did Seattle already. Mm-hmm. Um the Chargers. Chargers are
4: interesting. This um, is a this is an
0: obvious one. Well,
4: Chargers, we need defense, we need rush. We'll go with, well, you're going to say Bijan. Right, sure. Yeah, I like Bijan. Yeah, you know what? Let's go Bijan. Don't let me influence you. This is is your version
0: of this stupid experiment.
4: Eckler's just not, Eckler's nice in fantasy football, but you can't control a game with Austin Eckler.
0: You can control a game
4: with Bijan Robinson, I think. And you can move Austin Eckler.
0: Well, that, by the way, where is he going to land? Give us a prediction there. You know, that's a
4: tricky one. I would say Eckler, uh, You know, Eckler would actually be really good. Well, Buffalo's already got James Cook. Eckler would be nice for a a Patriot. Bill Belichick loves guys that can split out of the backfield and Mm -hmm. wreak some havoc The James Whites, right? Uh, Eckler would make a lot of sense for Pittsburgh and mismatch people. Um, I think Eckler, you've got a bunch of Eckler types with Philadelphia, so that's why I don't know that I'd look there. I'd look at the Titans. They wanted to get away from Derrick Henry. Maybe you plug in Austin Eckler.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I have to derail us very quickly. Eckler is a gigantic name, obviously, but even bigger is Derrick Henry. Is Derrick Henry really going to move before the draft here or even after?
4: If you're smart, you move Derrick Henry because when he falls off a cliff, he's going to fall way off because of his usage rate and and physicality. I agree, but
0: hasn't he already then?
4: Yeah, you would think. You would think, but he hasn't. He hasn't so far, so – you know, you 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 keep rolling with them, but if you can get a first for Derrick Henry, you do that. If they'll if a team will give you a first, i, I take, you know, I'll go draft a running back in this draft somewhere and I'll I'll take my Derrick Henry now.
0: Fungibility at the position and you shouldn't invest in a big second contract and a running back doesn't equal that they don't have value and there aren't difference makers at the right. position. But you need it's like having a closure
4: day. If you don't have a good team, what do you need a clo- an expensive closer for?
0: That's right. I say but, but it, is. but right. And so it's fine. To, I, I get all the uh, advanced analytics about why it's not worth it ultimately. It is in a year-to-year league, though. It That's is why in a year-to-year like, league, yeah. Who cares about what's going to be in four years? So don't worry about it. We'll we'll fix it. All these teams take first-round picks. They blow it. Oh. Are, is, is the franchise scuttled for the next decade? No, not in the era of free agency. You can make Neither. mistakes and still correct and still be relevant their ways around these things. Sure. I think you go for the high-end talent for the specimen who makes a difference in January and is going to be the guy who can propel you from being a playoff team into a Super Bowl team. Certain I, teams I that makes make sense. Yeah. Right. Certain teams make sense. All right, here we go. Baltimore Ravens. Ravens,
4: we are going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba.
0: Wow, so they're not desperate. My read is that the Ravens would love to get out of the Lamar Jackson. I think
4: they would too, but if you gave him a route runner with great hands and great pass catcher, Jackson Smith and Jigba to me is not a top 10 pick. Ravens are kind of a unique you know, I could go Bijan Robinson there too. I think Bijan. You know what? I'm going to switch it. I'm going to switch it, Dave. We're back to Bijan. We're back on the Bijan train. And I think was my number three prospect on the board. So I don't feel bad about saying Bijan. Bijan Robinson takes so much pressure off Lamar Jackson that you can. You've added OBJ. We'll see what happens. You can go get one more wide receiver, but if you can get a receiver, a running back to actually stay healthy in Baltimore, I mean that could that could make a huge difference on taking some of the. The pressure off of Lamar Jackson. So let's go B Z.
0: If it is Lamar, I mean Andrews, Odell, and uh, and Bateman is people act like they have nothing there. They do now. They just need a mm-hmm. QB to deliver the ball to that collection. Yeah, that that that's true. Accurate. Vikings.
4: Yeah. Uh Vikings need quarterback. We'll go Bryce Young. Okay. Jaguars. Ooh, Jaggies. Um Jaguars, let's go with Boy, that's an interesting team. Let's go Jalen Carter, right in the middle.
0: Ooh, I like God, that for already them. so loaded up at the front seven, it seems to me. Boy, that would be something to see. The Giants. The Giants. Bijan. The Cowboys. Will Anderson.
4: I like that. See, I'm you resisted the urge. Mike, yeah. I resisted th-
0: the urge. I think these, these teams, I mean, it's so obvious to me. Okay, you know what? I'm going to ask you this question when, when we're wrapped here. Okay. You know what? I'm going to ask it now. What's your – okay, QB1, then what's the second most important position to get right if you want to be relevant for the next five years? Um, I think pass rusher. I agree. I think tackles are Tackle important starter. now, but those guys, if you can – right – and if you can get the it's sort of like the the analogy I always make is like if you meet with uh TV producers or media people or whatever, they're always like, We want this clip to go viral. Like, yeah, I want a lot of things too. Like, you know, the, the, that that's easier said than that, but like shut down corner. You do see the difference that Sas Gardner makes in one. Like, if that guy is actually there, does he exist in this draft? Is there a shutdown corner there? Because no, to I don't me, think so. that would think- be
4: I think Witherspoon and, and Gonz- I think Gonzalez is the guy that has the physical traits to become a shutdown corner, but I don't know that he has the mentality and the instinct. So I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think there's a Pat Sertan in this, in this draft. So no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I agree with you, but I just couldn't do it.
0: It's funny. Cause we, you know, we're all the way through this just about, and you haven't mentioned uh, an offensive tackle. You haven't mentioned any offensive lineman and you didn't mention any corner, which is why I bring it up um, because that's uh, the math I'm doing here. Okay. The Bills. Uh Bijan. that yeah, that seems right. And I think you're gonna say the same here when I say the Bungles. Bijan. Uh the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Will Levis? Bryce. Really? That would be the guy. Okay. Will Levis um, is not accurate enough
4: for that offense. Yeah, I don't care about small quarterbacks. I just think if you have a choice between Bryce or Purdy, Purdy's got the elbow. I know that the thought is we can do it with Purdy, but I thought there were some throws later in the season where I thought, they're starting to catch up with Bryce
0: Purdy a little bit, or Brock Purdy rather. So I'll go Bryce Young. Of course, this is the answer. And by the way, I know I keep coming back to the Ravens. The thing that benefits both sides is if you're the Ravens, you can't move on from Lamar Jackson and try and sell to the fan base like Hey, get great news, everybody! Ty Huntley, or you couldn't trade Lamar Jackson to New England and be like, Mac Jones is our guy. Everybody get excited! If you did Trey Lance for for Lamar Jackson, now we're cooking with gas on both sides. Oh that, yeah, right? at I least there's Trey some Lance. optimism. So I'm like, hey, boy, well, hey, Baltimore, we think we're gonna make a go a go with this Trey Lance. I, although that would uh, not I'll be give that you exciting. another one that I kind
4: of like. This Trey Lance for uh, Trey Lance for Ryan Tannehill. Where you get Tannehill to lead you this year while while Brock Purdy's probably going to be hurt, Trey Lance gets a potential quarterback of the future to you know to fight it out with uh, uh, fight it out with Malik Willis. I kind of like that. By the
0: spaghetti, way, spaghetti, spaghetti. Yeah. Damashek sounds smart all of a sudden. Ryan <laughs> Tannehill was my big offering a couple of months ago. Nobody's talking about him. No one's. That's no one the guy. Him. That if you put Ryan Tannehill with Drawn Butter Shanahan. Oh, we're cooking with gas up there in, uh, yeah, in the Bay Area. Absolutely. Okay. The um, did de- okay, and then uh, the who are we left with now we have the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. We already did, and so that brings us to the Kansas City Chiefs.
4: Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. That's easy. We're gonna go this. Oh, man. You give the team that
0: has everything. Here's, you know, what's, by the way, as a side note, it wouldn't happen because they're within the division. But, you know, where Austin Eckler would fit is Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah,
4: he'd fit great. Uh, I think in Chiefs, we'll go Jalen Carter because we're not sure if we're going to pay Chris Chris Jones.
0: Boy, what fun. Um, it, this is, a it really is illuminating. And it does, like I say, reveal that Lance line doesn't love, he might like christian gonzalez or devin witherspoon or otherwise but but you don't love them as nope. a first overall pick as as nope. this difference making talent they're fascinating stuff and uh gotta ask you about uh about uh, my our pittsburgh steelers a little bit more i feel i've gone on the record i'm gonna say it again to you now i don't know what's gonna shake me off of that and shame the devil i don't don't accuse me of any jinxes i don't think any you know Barring a Kenny Pickett or T.J. Watt or Cam Hayward absence going into the season, I like where this team is to the tune of at least eleven wins. How say Woo!
4: That's what I said. Listen I to what say, I'm telling maybe, you. Maybe I told I, Let me like tell nine, you something.
0: Feels now like that, nine wins to me. Nine to ten at most. Nine to ten. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse nine me, nine sir. They 10. won nine games last year with the rookie QB. I'm sorry. Was out out half the Sean not back is. What if, bro? What if uh,
4: you you could be facing the real Deshaun Watson? You could be facing a revamped Cincinnati Bengal lineup. You could be facing off against uh, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson coming back and being forced to play a year there with Bijan Robinson as his running back. You know who knows? So I don't know.
0: I don't, don't like I, that. That's a sour way to wrap this up. And I thought we had had a <laughs> no, nice either. conversation and then you had to be, you had to be mean about my team. I'm saying it and you're not shaking me off of it. 11 wins 11 is wins. the score. And you know what I want after new year's, I want, I want a phone call or a text and uh, something saying as it, you're a man of honor and you'll, and, and you'll make like the late great Jerry or back in the end of dirty dancing. And I will be Swayze And you will say when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I'll do it. That's what what Zerline will do. Okay. And last thing, last thing. So uh, I just want to, because I do think it's the big leverage spot of this whole thing. At number two, we've covered this. The Houston Texans are not going to come away with a quarterback, a fresh new rookie QB at some point at the end of the first round. They're not going to, they're going to roll with Davis Mills in 2023, really? And
4: Case Keenum. Don't
0: forget Case Keenum.
4: Okay. And who's to say they don't get
0: involved in the Trey Lance,
4: you know, in the Trey Lance business. Who's to say they don't make a call about Mac Jones since Bill Belichick and Nick Casario know each other.
0: And, okay. I have one more question. Then then that's got to be it. Then shame the devil already. I've held you too long. The other one is that I love the Miami dolphins. You know, I really thought that if Tua had hadn't gotten hurt, they would have made hay a year ago, but okay. That got time. are they really going to go? You can't, if you're the Dolphins, you can't go into the season with two as your plan, right? Well, you got to have a you got to have a contingency plan. Yeah. Well, Teddy so, B ain't it. Like you got to get somebody like isn't Hendon Hooker the answer there?
4: I don't know if he'll play this year. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz the ACL tear happened so late that he may not be ready and Um, he's, he's going from one offense, like he could work in that offense, but there's still a lot
0: for him. to. And Trey Lance isn't accurate enough, which is weird that Mike McDaniel then, you know, I'm going to throw you a name.
4: I'm going to throw you a name who could, who could succeed in that offense. I think, and people don't like hearing this, but Stetson Bennett is like a sixth or seventh rounder in Mike McDaniel's offense. And you're just delivering a ball to guys who can run fast. Why can't he, he's better than than Brock Purdy coming out. I know okay. Stetson's got some, but if you want a backup who you who might be able to acclimate to that offense quickly, he's played in high-leverage situations, why not Stetson Bennett? The guy, Dave, over the last 6 playoff games, including playoffs and SEC championship games, right? Last 6, he's 5 and 1. He averaged 308.8 yards a game, 67.7 completion percentage, had 19 touchdowns and 3 interceptions.
0: And those are cold, hard facts. And whatever those he's doing facts. with his free time, I completely get you. And I'd be concerned about people are worried about him off the field and all that I get stuff. all that
4: stuff. I'm just saying, him and Mike McDaniel for a year, yeah. man, see, what
0: happens? I'm with you. See, I'm a pedigree snob at the end of the day. And, yeah. I, and, you know, I'm a Steelers guy. And, you know, Bill Nunn made the dynasty of the 20th century by finding guys that were kind of off the radar. But I also – when, if we assume now that we live in the digital age where there are no secrets out there to be found, you rely on not your imagination of, like, imagine Malik Willis, what we can turn him into, or Will Levis, how about the evidence that exists that this guy ruled the SEC for the last couple of years? I I know that he was bad. Then you're just trying to do the math. Was he a passenger on a juggernaut, or sure. was he steering that ship? I mean, you'll have the appointment
4: of all those great wide receivers. I mean, George Pickens... He only played like a game that 2021 year barely, where they right. won the national championship. So George Pickens barely played that year. Last year, you have Brock Bowers, who's a really, really good tight end. And I think McConkie, their other wide receiver, is going to end up being pretty good. But I think Stetson Bennett's actually played good football. But I get it. He's got, you know, the off the field stuff. And But you, look, it's the same offense that Shanahan has, right? It's the same type of offense. Maybe more electric weapons. Certainly at wide receiver. So I'm just throwing your name. That's all. I'm just throwing your little name out there of a guy you could draft. That's not at the top of the draft, and all of a sudden is this year's Brock Purdy. That's all I'm saying.
0: Boy oh boy, from Queso to Stetson Bennett, we've covered it all. You're the best. I didn't. Uh. uh you know, you did ruin my Queso with that. Uh, with that bitterness towards the Pittsburgh Steelers, I yeah, didn't care for that. But otherwise, I, I, well, I mean, you know, you said you're playing to, you know, your audience and then you turn around and do that. Nine, yeah, no, that's a good point. Nine that's wins. Point. They're, they're going to win. They're not going to do any better <laughs> than they did last year. They're going to have TJ Watt. They have a third place schedule. What are you talking about? The Deshaun Watson. Come on with the, the, see the real Deshaun Watson. Heaven forbid. Okay. Now listen, it was a gangbusters appearance. We thank you for it. We'll look forward to catching up with you this summer for some food talk because I'll tell you, lance is the best on football unless he's the best on food and if you're heading down to houston his restaurant tips are the best uh i got that you'll you i got you covered if you're coming to town. one of the great food towns in the world houston texan uh, texas has become one of the best in the world at draft analysis our pal lance Irline. thanks so much for all the time i man. appreciate it check we'll see you man be well and now a quick break There he goes. The great Lancer line. What do you think, Eddie Spaghetti? A lot of a lot of a lot of juicy stuff to talk about there.
1: First, I have to say, as a Giants fan, I'm now kind of relieved that uh, I'm not hyper focused on the draft because for once, I'm not picking within the top five to to seven. Um, But I I think this draft, I mean, obviously, uh, the draft really starts at pick number two, depending on what the Texans do. Do they stick with the quarterback? Do they go edge rusher? And then that changes everything. And then from there, I think we'll probably see a run of a couple more quarterbacks and then uh, the rest of the guys. But uh, I am quite excited for it.
0: Well, I I almost stopped down, but I was already taking up too much of his time. There, um, were you surprised to hear Bijan to the Giants? Uh,
1: a little bit. I don't. I don't. I I still think they're going to figure out something with Saquon. They're going to re-sign him. Uh, I don't think the Giants are going to take a uh, running back in the first round. If they do, um, the, I can tell you the fan base won't be happy because it, it seems like well, they're, they're not, not going
0: to. But it's like it's it's the idea, the thought experiment of like greatest need. You should feel pretty good if he sees the greatest need is being a double down at running back, right? That you're, that the roster is so close to, you know, that that by his perception, there's not a glaring weakness otherwise.
1: Sure. I mean, I'm definitely pro. I'm more pro running back than a lot of people are in this current age of the NFL, where people think they're irrelevant. I think that uh, having a, a star running back who could do, you know, not only, you know, run the ball, catch the ball, you know, pass, protect, um, I, I think it does help your quarterback and release some stress there, but uh, I just think the giants have uh, enough in the backfield that they probably need to go either interior offensive line, potentially cornerback, and then obviously a uh, receiver too, if they're going to try to really invest in and in help out Danny dimes.
0: And uh, you know, we mentioned it at the top, you were in staple center, the crypt or whatever the hell they call it. Now um, your takeaway um, from that series, do you think, that the oilers now dodged a bullet do you think they go on to victory here do you think they're in some real jeopardy of blowing it to the la kings
1: when it was three nothing in the first in the the with the kings leading that game on their home ice i was like this is going to be the last road game Connor McDavid ever plays for the oilers and yeah. then the next game obviously back in Edmonton, it will be his last home game uh as an edmonton oiler when i think they're going to lose you know, I I know you're talking about a couple of days ago with how you want the uh, you want the the better teams to advance in the NHL plays. It's almost too kooky of how it's just so topsy turvy and the bad teams beat the good teams, lower seeds beating the higher seeds, whatever. um The Kings just so they happen to have the Oilers, you know, they have their number. And I think it, it, the Oilers were the the fun pick to make the cup out of the West because they have McDavid and dry side on the high end talent. But they have a lot of holes. They have they have so many holes. They're they're well. Bad why it's weird is
0: they are bad defensively, even though they they dressed it up a little bit in the uh, at the trade deadline. Um, what uh, it appeared to my eye watching the game on uh, on Sunday night is that the Kings are maybe faster than the Oilers are, which is wild to say about it with a team that has McDavid on it. Um, but overall, team speed favors the Kings, right?
1: Yeah, I think they're the Kings have a lot of good players and they are deeper. And I think they're just they're just more sound overall. Um Corpusel is a, a pretty good goaltender. I know he had a, ended up having a, a, you know, on the rougher side um, as the Oilers went on to win five, four in overtime. But uh, I, I think that was a game the Oilers needed desperately. I think they'll have some life um back uh in in canada now I, I think the oils will come away with this series i think the kings will be a problem in the west for times to come i i do think they need more star power hint hint Maybe a guy like Austin Matthews at the Leafs don't finish out. I know that's been a rumor going on for a while. Um, they need somebody like that. They need a, a super high end player because eventually their captain, Anze Kopitar, won't be there forever. Drew Doughty's in the back end of his career as well. Um, so that old guard from that 2014 Cup run is pretty much done. So they need some super high end talent like how the Oilers have. But they did a great job of just having a complete team. And, and it matters... What we're seeing in these playoffs, the teams that could roll four lines and teams that are, are good defensively and have a goaltender, you're not, you know, scared of putting in net are the teams that are pretty much succeeding right now. And uh, I think that's what the Oilers are, are missing there. So it really um, they, they're is just true. a great, it's a great matchup. They just like, they, they both have major weaknesses and they're both kind of uh, uh, showing those off in this series. And that's, that's why it's a lot of fun.
0: You really do need high end star power in the NHL. I think almost always to win the Stanley cup, the days of the devils trap in their way to, to cups as thankfully mostly past now, but you're, you're right though, in a league of skaters that the team that the weakest link will expose you, it will ruin you. It happened obviously in the regular season to the penguins, but the Oilers feel like they're getting bitten by that same thing. You're right. The deep teams, the Avs, as a, for instance, I think they're going to advance, but they don't, they're, they're not as strong top to bottom and they might get exposed before the final even arrives. Your pick of the stars, as far as that goes, is looking pretty good in, in what is probably a little scene but very entertaining series. There, okay, let's bring it on home here with our picks. Your rags on Monday night. If anybody is uh, consuming this in advance of this one, I know you're not going to pick them. I got news for you: the rags are going to the conference final, where they will be. Well, where they where, where they will meet the Boston Bruins. I am regretful, not spiritually. I don't want to support any Patrick Division team, but that I didn't go in bigger on the Rangers um, as my team to maybe to to go to the final. I think they at least get to the conference final. I think they take down the devs, the, the devs to their credit showed up in a rugged affair over the weekend, but I don't think that's a sustainable brand for them. I'm taking your rags. I'll say you, I'm taking them on the money line, 165. And in fact, goal and a half plus 162 juice it up there to make it more fun.
1: I've been in war uh, with my myself, and I'm going crazy because the Rangers, obviously, <laughs> the Rangers have played. Uh,
0: <coughs> you're sheen in um, the hotel room in the early uh, goings of Apocalypse. Now you're bleeding, you're drunk and naked and uh,
1: punching, punching
0: the mirror.
1: It's frustrating to lose a game um, <laughs> when their, their only goal, their power play goal in regulation was basically awarded because Timo Meyer fell purposely on Igor hysteric and then Igor, Igor gets caught shoving him off, but the ref missed that he purposely fell on his leg. And this is not me just saying, I mean, this is a a thing that plenty of people have laid in that like he clearly fell on him, they missed it. But the reverse of that is how upset can I be when the Rangers went over five in the power play? um they probably did not if they convert on one this game is over uh and it's a one nothing you know or a 2-1 at worst uh win for the rangers and then it's 3-0 and then the game today like i you know start Yarrow Halak and play the wolf pack like play the, like, it's their series is over um i think there's a really good chance they win game 4 at home i think that they've been dictating play the devils did play better defensively. They have not played played play better offensively. Um, Jack Hughes to me has still uh, not been a factor in this. Their best player has been Nico Heischer. by far. Timo Meyer. They better not. If they want to succeed, they better not resign him. He has not been good. Um, so the, it's up to the Rangers to just keep playing defensively. They are clog the neutral zone. Don't let the Devils play their transition game. And then just be better on special teams. If you if you convert in the power play, the Rangers should win this. Igor has been back to his Igor Vezina self. So uh, yeah, the Rangers should move on from this series and it looks like they're gonna be playing the, the hurricanes the next round
0: oh my god if we could get hench to shave his head bald and serve as the brando role when your sheen going there to kill him in the, at the end of apocalypse now i think that's inevitably where this thing is winding up like the horror hench doing that oh that, that that's juicy stuff okay well-
1: I was just going to say, you don't want to lose games five, nothing, because it's like, what did we do wrong? But there's something about losing by that yeah. many goals where you're like, oh man, like, you know, we got blown out. Um, but losing a game by a goal when you had five power play chances and then the goal they did score in regulation was pretty much like uh, it shouldn't have happened because they were awarded a power play when their player purposely fell on the goalie. Um, the reps, you know, and people will crush me for this too, but like, the refs have been really bad in every series. The Islanders uh, hurricane series had some bad refereeing. I mean, the Kings uh, Oilers, the the high stick, the miss on that, that was reviewed and that was still missed. It's been pretty, pretty brutal. The referees used to be known for swallowing the whistle, not calling anything. Like you basically had to draw blood to to get a penalty in the playoffs in hockey. And now it's been, I've never seen more whistles, more face-offs in every period. It's been, it's been pretty bad across the board. So um, that's why losing a goal, a game by a goal uh, when you, Dictated play is very, very frustrating. But you know, it's a, it, no no team goes sixteen and zero on route to a cup.
0: True, although the Penguins, uh, the Penguins did
2: win. What did they win? Eleven in a row to close out their second straight cup. So pretty close.
0: Now, um, the um, the one I, one other one I pointed out, it's it's a futures bet, but the Lightning at plus two eighty five at the time of this recording to win that series. Is I mean that that that's wild, right? I mean, I know that they're down two one in the series and you got to get in on it before the puck drops on Monday night. But man, that that seems like a great opportunity there to take Tampa at plus two eighty-five when they went to overtime. Now, deep down, I think the Leafs survived uh in a in a really critical spot there when they were getting outplayed. And I think they probably go on to win the series now, but still plus 285 for the mighty Tampa Bay Lightning is hard to pass on don't you think
1: i would i would take that i mean look, the lightning are definitely more injured right now i guess the, the, the leafs have a little bit of juice underneath them uh from winning that game but i i it's hard to have any faith in them i feel for the, the leafs fans i mean these are some tortured fans like the shots of showing them outside their arena like cheering up in toronto uh as they're struggling through this these games is just something else i mean it's been a wacky series but uh, again, kind of what I was saying before about teams being deeper and having the good goaltending and being sound defensively, uh, the the team with the better goaltender is uh, clearly Tampa Bay, and they're the team that's been there before. They're the team that's gotten past the first round many times, which the Leafs cannot do. The Leafs are pretty top heavy uh, now. I I do think that they uh, are a little bit better defensively than the other teams that are more top heavy, and I do think that they you know at least could roll out three lines, but. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to really have any faith in the in the leaf. So I, I would say with the lightning and, and it's just, it's the mental aspect does play a part in this. And I think they're almost like semi-cursed. Um, I love this series. And I think it's going to be a, a wild finish. I think that there's no way this doesn't go seven.
0: Bucks and heat in the NBA, the heat are now plus 200 to win that series. I don't think that's a loco bet to make. Um, but, in the all-chalk NBA playoffs. I'm just throwing these out there for someone who wants to live a little bit and not just survive this first round of the NBA playoffs. I'm making you aware of two ones that stand out to me. Heat plus 200 to win that series ain't too bad there. I don't think the clip. I mean, the clips are pretty much done. They're plus, uh, they're 45 to one to rally and win that series. I don't think they're going to do that. The other one is Kings, Dubs, Kings now, plus 160 to win the series. I'll stay chalk. But if you have been seduced, and I don't blame you if you have been, by the Aaron Fox and company, boy, they really let one go there. Um, Steph Curry, Chris Webbering there at the end of the game really almost threw that one away. Do you like the Kings to be able to win uh, to win a couple more games here against the defending
2: champ Spaghetti?
1: I like the Kings to be able to win at home. Um, because the Warriors are terrible on the road. But right. I but I feel like sooner or later the Warriors will get by that and win one uh on on the road. So you're uh, gonna
0: take the you're taking Golden State too.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think De'Aaron Fox is becoming uh, he will become a, a household name. I think he, you know, the guys in Lemon Pepper, Gunnels, and and Martin were talking about how they believe that De'Aaron Fox is better than John Morant. Um so he's really ascending, and I, I do think they have a really nice team there, but Again, kind of go back to the NHL thing. There's just something about the play of experience, it's something about like the been there, done that. And um, it's almost like not warriors like to be this bad on the road. And I, I think they will come over that.
0: I see. Yeah, we agree. And Wiggins is is not a small reason why that would be the case. All right. Dandy stuff. Um, so get in on extrapoints.com for all the great shows. You just heard lemon pepper parlay. Extra points covered in glory. Uh, Megan, fun of sports. And and of course, against all odds, they're getting you right uh, four days a week for the best plays out there and for Lanzer line, Eddie Spaghetti and everybody from the Extra Points Network. We'll talk to you on Thursday with Kevin Hench. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.